0: Good morning, dear friends, and welcome to this um, Tuesday morning, to God be the glory. We want to appreciate God for the gift of life. We want to appreciate God for renewed strength and grace. We thank God for peace. We thank God for His joy in our hearts. And uh, this morning, I pray for each one of us. I perceive in my heart that you need counsel. The Bible says, without counsel, purposes are defeated. But in the midst of counsel, in the multitude of counselors, they are established. I pray for you this morning that the Lord, the Lord Himself will give you counsel, will give you direction. You are about to make a decision, you need a direction. You need help from heaven. I pray for you that you receive it now. That you will hear the voice of the Lord. You will not go into error. You will not go into confusion. The Lord will give you direction. Receive that voice. Receive that counsel. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you that you will not be deceived, you will not be derailed. The Lord will help you, the Lord will guide you, in the name of Jesus. It is well with you today, it is well with your family, in the name of Jesus Christ. It is settled in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now we must appreciate God on a daily basis. For all that is doing in our lives, I want to thank God for the Bible and appreciate the Holy Spirit, the writer, the source, the interpreter of the word of God. I tell people that the Bible is not just a compass for showing us the roadmap to heaven, but also a guide to living. a meaningful, fruitful, and peaceful life here on the earth. You know, God wants you and me to be fulfilled here. All right? He has a plan. He has a purpose for each of us on the earth. In fact, our this year's convention, which starts on the 5th of April to 9th, the theme is fulfilling purpose. Everyone has a purpose, God has a plan for each one of us. He said, I know the plans, the thought I have for you, thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope to give you the expected end. You see, God has a plan and he wants that plan fulfilled in your life. You wept into this world. You must smile out of the earth if you are fulfilled. There are people that weep into the world and weep out of it, all right, because they missed God's plan, all right? So, we the, the Bible guarantees our making heaven if we obey and follow it. And here on the earth, it also guarantees our fulfilling, our destinies. The psalmist wrote beautifully, about the word of God in Psalm 19 from verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and Righteous altogether. He said, "...more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward, great reward both on the earth and in the heavens to come." That is the Word of God, all of the things you read, there are titles uh, commandments uh, you know uh, you know all of them they are they are just another language being used for the word of God all right so they 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 are reading the things that are written the bible says they are reading for our learning, so every time I just appreciate the Word of God, it gives me peace of mind, all right, in obeying them. You know, I feel at peace with myself, with God and with people because I follow the tenets of the scripture. And it is my prayer that the Lord Almighty will grant unto each of us access to the revelation of the word of God by the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, this morning, we are looking at verse 36 all right in our main text don't forget that we're in the book of mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 41 and um, this morning we're in verse 36 and the bible says and when they had sent away the multitudes they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Now, yesterday we understood that if we are to see the manifestation or the fulfillment of God's plan for our lives, at the time appointed, there are people who cannot journey with us. All right? They must depart or be divorced from us their presence is a minus to our speed and effectiveness in life there are people I repeat it again that you cannot continue your journey with all right they, you call them friends but God knows who they are all right you call them companions but actually their adversaries to your journey of life. Some of them, it's not really that they hate you. But you see, they, they, they will be like Jonah in your journey of life, like Lot in your journey of life. You know what Lot meant to Abraham? You know what Jonah meant to the people he traveled with? That is what some could be to us if we journey with them. So, it is very, very important. However, this morning, I realize also that while we are separating ourselves from the mixed multitudes, we need the company of an indispensable companion in the journey of life. And that companion is the Lord, the Lord Jesus. The scripture says here, in that verse twenty six or uh, thirty six, that they took him even as he was in the ship. You know, Good News Translation says it this way: "It said the disciples got into the boat in which Jesus was already sitting, and they took him with them." All right, there were other little little ships, all right, around there, but they located the ship in which Jesus was already sitting. That is very, very powerful. All right? They didn't go into other ones. In fact, they could have distributed themselves into those little, little ships. No. Each of them knew the significance of the presence of a Lord. They knew Jesus chose that ship, and they all migrated into that ship in which Jesus was already seated. Hmm. You know, they did this because they believed that his presence was necessary. At this time, there was no crisis at all. But because they valued his presence, they sat in the ship where Jesus was. Moses, a man who knew the difference between the presence of God in his life and ministry, for years, will not exchange divine presence for anything, not even angelic, you know, manifestation. Moses at a time, you know, in Exodus chapter 33, from verse 1 to 4, the Bible said, The Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up thence. Thou and the people which thou hast brought up, Out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perisite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. And when the people had these evil tidings, what was the evil tidings? The fact that God said, I will no more go in the midst of thee. And the Bible said, when they had this evil tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on him his ornaments. Can you imagine? They remove all the decorations. What is the beauty of wearing necklace, wearing gold, you know, why God's presence is withdrawn from you. The Bible says they mourn there. All right. They valued divine presence more than food, more than gold. For this, Moses and the people mourned and prayed until God responded. In verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, see, Thou said unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And the Lord now said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest." And he said unto him, If e, thy presence go not with me, carry us not up thence. Wow. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Can you imagine that? Sit down with that scripture. Now, I understood from there that the critical difference between believers and unbelievers is the presence of God. That is what you find in that verse 16. In our journey of life, nothing substitutes for God's presence. Nothing substitutes for God's presence. I don't know how you see life. I don't know whether in ministry, in business, in marriage, whatsoever. In any project you are embarking upon, nothing substitutes for God's presence. In second Kings chapter six, from verse one to three, the says, the sons of the prophet said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee unto Jordan, take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, "Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servant. And he answered, "I will go." Now, Elisha followed them on that journey. It, they didn't just take it as if a, 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 a free trip. That oh, the man of God have said, "Go," and they and they jumped and 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 they left. No, they said, "Please, let it please you that you go with us." And you know what the presence of Elisha was. Because the presence of Elijah there was like the presence of God with them. It was a divine approval. And the crisis that arose, the presence of God resolved it. The Lord's presence is a shield, a divine insurance for God's own people. Insurance against all forms of evil. A little wonder why God descended mightily into the midst of his people as they marched out of Egypt. Friends, let me ask you, how much do you value God's presence in your life journey? In your physical journeys, traveling from one place to another, do you pray for his presence? In your marital and career journey of life, do you pray, do you convert his presence? This morning, Will you cry to God, asking him not to leave you in your journey of life. When God threatened and told Benin many years ago that he was withdrawing his presence from him, for three weeks he said he didn't go anywhere. He was crying and waiting and wailing before God, asking him to please not to do that for him. He said he told God, you can take anything take gold, take anything, take my car, take my jet, take anything from me that your presence do not take. And it was on that one prayer for three weeks until God assured him that he has changed his mind, his presence will remain with him. Many of us don't, we don't even know whether God is there or not. This morning, I want you to pray that God, I need you more than silver, I need you more than gold. If you have Him with you, you have life and you have light. His presence guarantees victory and sustenance in life. Little wonder the hymn that they wrote uh, years ago Abide with me. Fast falls the eventide, the darkness deepens. Lord, abide with me. When others help us fall, the and comfortfully help the helpless, please abide with me. I want you to pray that God's presence will continue with you in the journey of life. And it's my prayer this morning, even today, as I'm praying now, that the divine presence will descend around you and me as we go forth today in the name of Jesus. Please take up this prayer. And the Lord be with you in Jesus' name. I'm your brother and friend, Sunday Awe.